0: Check out your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 28, Genesis chapter 28. If you have your phone, uh, you can get the Bible app, Genesis chapter 28. If you're new to Grace, if you don't have either of those this morning, we're going to put the scriptures on the screen for you to follow along. I'm going to continue a series we started last week called Thankful in Every Season. Thankful in Every Season. And so we're we're in a different season. Fall hit, the first of October, fall hit. You may not have known it. It's hard to tell when you live in Florida. Uh, but it is fall, y'all. And uh, so we're in a whole new season. And, um, you know, seasons come and seasons go, and, and there's different seasons. But the Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 and 17 and 18. Verse 16, it actually says this: rejoice always. And I shared this last week. Rejoice always. And it's interesting that the The people who put the canon of the word of God together made that just one verse. As if it was one thought, right? Rejoice always. How many of you know that's not easy to do, right? You can't watch the news and rejoice always. Now you can do the next part, pray without ceasing. Come on, somebody. But you can't rejoice always. So that's a complete thought in itself. And then they made the next verse a whole other complete thought. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. I mean, you know that's difficult to do as well. And then it says this, and this is Paul's writing, and he's kind of ending the, the letter that he wrote to the church of Thessalonica, and he says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God. It is expected of us that we put gratitude towards God on display. It's expected of us. God expects us. It's his will, it's his purpose for our life that we give thanks, not for everything, watch this, in everything. Come on, somebody. In everything. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says this. It says that there is a time for every season, for every purpose under heaven, right? Now, they didn't get that from the birds. They got that from the Holy Spirit. Come on, is that the right people who did that? I'm too young, to know any of that stuff and who wrote that I don't even know so but that means this there's a seasons that come into our life and there's times for seasons but I said this last week gratitude is for every season in everything give thanks in every season give thanks right gratitude is for every season now sweaters are for certain season boots are for certain seasons right now and, and t-shirts and and well if you live in Florida that's every season too but Other normal places, there's seasons and there's certain things for certain seasons. But gratitude is for every season of your life. In good days, I'm thankful. In bad days, I'm thankful. When I'm up, I'm thankful. When I'm down, I'm thankful. I'm grateful to God in the midst of everything. Somebody say amen. In the midst of everything, I'm grateful. Hallelujah. So we have to know that. So I said this last week. There's no such thing as inner gratitude it's always an outward expression it's always an outward expression in fact you could say this gratitude is always seen or heard one or the other there's no such thing as I'm I'm grateful inside I just can't show it no no then you're not grateful come on now Grateful means I, I put it on display. I say thank you. I do something. I express somehow, some way my gratitude, right? And I, and I believe there's three ways Christians express their gratitude. And the first way, I believe, is, is in our giving. Now, you say, well, Pastor, move on. No. No, we're going to stay here for just a minute because it would be impossible for me to be able to talk about gratitude and not also talk about giving. I can't teach you about gratitude and being grateful to God and let's not talk about finances. Because if we're grateful to God, it affects every area of our life. Gratitude is what? Seen and it is heard. So we have to put gratitude on display. Let me read to you from Genesis chapter 28. Watch this. Verse number 18. Now this is the vision that Jacob has of of angels ascending and descending. And that's a whole other lesson in itself. But he has this incredible encounter with God, right? And in verse number 18, it says this, and Jacob rose early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put uh, at his head and he set it up as a pillar and he poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. Now, the word Bethel means house of God. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the place had been Luz previously. Then Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God be with me. How many of you would say, God's been with me? Come on, somebody. God's been with me, right? And keep me in his ways. How many of you say, God's kept me this far, amen? He's kept me. He's watched over me, right? The way that I'm going and give me bread to eat. How many of you have eaten? Come on, somebody. You've eaten. You ate yesterday. Maybe you didn't eat this morning, but you're going to eat. You say, Pastor, hurry up so I can get to, yeah, well... That's later, but I'm going to eat today too. All right? We're going to eat. So he's giving me food to eat, bread to eat, and clothing to put on. How many of you? Well, I already know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We all got clothes on today. All right, He'll Give me clothing to put on. Watch this. So that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Of all that you give me, of all that you give me, of all that you bless me with, of all that you pour out on me, of all that you give me the ability to get, I will surely give a tenth to you. Now, when people talk about tithing, many people struggle with it because they have boxed tithing in to just being a part of the law. Well, that's just Old Testament. Old Testament. That's just a part of the law. Let me tell you, tithing was before the law. This was hundreds of years before the law. Tithing was during the law, and then tithing was after the law. Right? Because I look at this verse, and here's my question. What made Jacob do this? Right? Nobody there was there was no previous verse now now Abraham had done it to Melchizedek but, but there's no previous verse that says you have to do this he wasn't being taught this by, by a pastor who says, hey, listen, if you don't do this, you're cursed. It was none of that stuff. He did this because his heart had been touched. He had gratitude. He was so grateful that he just said, God, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. And, and in my gratitude, I will put it on display by giving you a tithe of all that you blessed me with. Because it's all yours God it comes from you I'm not the owner I'm just the steward of it come on somebody I'm just the steward of it not the owner I'm just the steward and I'm so grateful that I'm going to give you a tenth of all that you have given me it's just being overwhelmed right because I want to teach you today and talk to you about giving maybe from a different place not because you have to but because you get to not because you have to, because you get to. You say, Pastor, do I have to tithe? No, you get to tithe. Come on, somebody. You get to, do I have to give offerings? No, you get to give an offering. Do I have to give to the poor? No, you get to give to the poor. Amen? Why? Because I'm grateful. So I want to talk to you about three ways that, that giving affects your gratitude, and that's this. Number one, I practice faithful obedience by tithing. I practice faithful obedience by tithing. Now, remember I said the tithing was before the law. Jacob, this is hundreds of years before the law. He just put it on display. It was during the law because God said this in Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says, remember me. It says, remember the Lord your God. It is he who has given you the power to get wealth. In other words, don't forget me. Don't forget me. Now, I believe this about God. I believe that if he really felt that if people had an opportunity to forget him back then, right? When there wasn't a whole lot of distractions. I mean, they were in the woods. There's a couple little things, temptations here and there. You know what I mean? But now here we are today with much more opportunity to forget him. A whole lot more distractions That we're living in today. How much easier is it to forget God now? If we could forget him then. How many of you know. The same same principle applies. We can forget him today. So tithing was during the law. So that we didn't forget him. And then tithing was after the law. Jesus talked about tithing. In Luke chapter 11 verse 42. He said to the Pharisees. He said woe to you. Because you actually tithe off of herbs. You tithe off of the herbs, these little these little things, but you forget the weightier matters, or the more important matters of, of, of my kingdom. You forgot about justice. You forgot about the love of the lo- love of God. He said, "This you should tithe, yes, but don't forget the other part." In other words, I want to take you to the deep end of the pool, but if I can't get you out of the shallow end, the kiddie pool, I'll never get you to the deep end. I've got more for you, but you have to understand. Well, I have to pull you into the more. Yeah. That's why we ask here. Listen, a Grace, we say this. If you're going to be an elder at this church, you have to tithe. And that's never even been a question for any of our elders. They all give super generous, Right? If you're going to be on staff, we ask that you tithe. If you're going to be a deacon, we ask that you tithe. You say, why Why is that? Because it's a matter of faith. Amen? It's a matter of faith. And the truth is, is that you can have faith or you could have control, but you can't have both. You can have faith and you could have control, but you can't have both. Right? Because I don't want somebody standing to teach the Word of God who doesn't have faith in every area of their life. Amen? It's a matter of faith. I remember I was listening not long ago to an incredible Bible teacher that I respect greatly. I respect him greatly. I'm driving down the road, and he's talking about giving. And I'm like, man, that's good. I mean, he's just teaching and it's good and it's great. And he's getting like to the end of the sermon, I could tell. And then he says this, I'm driving in the car. And then he says this, he says, hey, listen, if you can't give 10%, start with five. And I went, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I wanted to have a conversation with them. You just undid everything you were doing because you put them back in control you see what I'm saying? Because you could say this, well, let's not start at 5%, let us just start at 3% because I got some things I want to do, I got some vacation I want to take, there's some savings I want to build up and all this stuff, and then you've just made tithing a budget item. You've made generosity and giving and tithing a budget item. Now I have a budget sheet that I do, everydollar.com. Dave Ramsey's, it's phenomenal, I love it, I've been doing it for, for years now, and he basically has you plug in your income, and it's free, you can just go on the website, plug in your income, and then, here's what he does, because he has kind of like a template, and in the template, the very next thing is, is tithe, and so I put in tithe, and then my wife and I would put in make room, and then we put in benevolence, right, and I was actually going to put it on, I was trying to find a blank sheet to put it on the screen and I was searching around the internet I said let me find one of those Dave Ramsey sheets templates and I was looking for one and I was trying to find one that was kind of high res and the only one I found that was high res the guy puts in his income and then the very next thing is he has coffee (laughs) and then his tithe true story He has like, I make $5,000 a month, and then coffee $40, and then tithe $500. And I'm like, the tithe part's awesome, but let's flip this. You see what I'm saying? Let's flip this. Now, I understand coffee's important, and it should be a budget item, right? Before the kids, and the car, and the house, and the mortgage, and all those things. You see what I'm saying? But, But don't put it before the tithe. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a matter of faith. Because the minute I take back control of where I give, when I give, and how much I give, I've taken control back. And I can have faith or I can have control, but I can't have both. I want to have faith, amen? I want to walk in faith. I want to say, listen, God, everything I have comes from you anyway, it's all yours. Listen, I've been blessed to go around the world and travel to some places, and I have been to some poor, poor places, some of the poorest places on earth, and when I get back to these United States, and I touch down in this incredible country, I am so grateful. Listen, my wife and I, we started, we were, we were broke, not poor, because poor is a spiritual condition, so anytime I say poor, she goes, broke, not poor, broke, we were broke, Okay? I was making two hundred and fifty-two dollars a week for six years. I was very highly sought-after, skilled. People were after my services. And so so I was making that, but we tithed every week. My parents tithed. They passed it down to me. My kids tithe. I watched their bank account. I see it. It's Chick-fil-A, 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 Chick-fil-A. Grace Chapel. Woo! We made one in. All right back to Chick-fil-A you know what I'm saying like I won't tell you whose bank account that is but one of my children so 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 they tithe. They, they, it's just been passed. And listen, my grandkids are going to tithe. I mean, that's just, we, this is what we've done. I've seen my, kid, my parents do this. I've done it. I've passed it on to my kids because I want to live faith-filled life. Not only that, I want to show God I'm so grateful for all that you've blessed me with. Amen? And listen, when we were living in this little tiny house, when we were making nothing, I mean, absolutely no money. Where, like I said, we were broke. I was still so grateful. I was still so thankful to God. I still tithe every week. Why? Listen, because you said I could have used the extra $28. Come on, somebody, the extra $28. But still, I wanted to tell God, God, I'm thankful for what I have. I know that other people would look at it and say it's not much. But to me, listen, I know it's all coming from you. And I want to express my gratitude and let you know that, God, I am thankful that you have saved me. You have forgiven me. Listen, I'm on my way to heaven today. You're my God i 'm your child, and how could I keep back anything from you i 'm grateful, Lord. so the first thing and that 's what hits me the first thing I put on display is is tithing. I want to be faithful, faithfully obedient in this particular area. The second thing is this not only is it tithing, I want to also show God this: I practice radical generosity through offerings now listen. Tithing is not generosity. Tithing is obedience. Tithing is obedience. Tithing is not generosity. So I want to practice radical generosity through offerings. Offerings. Tithing is obedience. Generosity doesn't start until after you tithe. Do you see what I'm saying? That's when you go, okay, now I've tithed. I've given God the first 10%. Now, God, I'm gonna be obedient to give offerings over and above the tithe. You know, David, King David, when he was building the temple, he said this in in 1 Chronicles, he actually said that I have set some, some aside, I've set some building materials aside, I've set some silver and gold aside. That's what I was supposed to give. But now I'm going to give over and above that which I've already given. What's that? That's called an offering. I'm just going to give extra. I'm just going to give something more. That's something that the Holy Spirit deposits in your heart. There's something that comes along and you say, well, pastor, it's it's just going to be a need. No, it doesn't have to be a need. Just whatever the Holy Spirit deposits in your heart. Amen. You still don't get control. I got news for you. When it comes to finances, you never have control. He has all the control, and you should be glad for it. Come on now. Because when it becomes his house, he takes care of it. When it becomes his car, he puts tires and gas in it. Come on now. Listen, that's just what God does. He takes care of anything that's his. Hallelujah. So I want to give offerings. Listen, I want to be around generous people. I think we gotta stop the whole victim mentality. Like I'm a victim, and and people owe me, and I need free this and free that. We got to stop all that stuff, right? And we got to get to a place where we say, listen, I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. Uh, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. Listen, I'm not below. I'm above. I'm not the tail. I'm the head. Amen. I believe that I'm an overcomer through Christ. Hallelujah. We have to think like that and believe like that, pray like that, and give like that, and just declare, I'm gonna choose. Choose to be a generous person. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't want to be around somebody that just, they're just always taking. I don't want to live my life as a taker. I want to live my life as a giver. And if I get burned every now and then, so what? Yes. Amen. I'd rather live that way than just, just always be consuming. Listen, I don't want to live that way. Man, we used to have this guy, it was a friend of mine, and he was actually on staff at another church, and we would go out to lunch. Man, he forgot his wallet every time we go out to lunch. I'm like, not only do you need to get saved, your wallet needs to get saved. When you show up, it should show up. Come on now. It's like every week, hey, guys, I forgot my wallet. We were like, here it goes again, man. You know, remember when a few weeks ago when Brother David Briggs was here, and of course we've named the back part of our property the the Briggs Center because of the influence that he's had on on our church and, and on my wife and I's life personally. He's probably the most generous person I've ever met. It's crazy how generous he is. About 15 years ago, we were sitting in a Denny's. And you know how, like, you're at Denny's because you didn't plan on going to Denny's. Nobody goes to Denny's. You just end up at Denny's. It's like there's no place else to go. So you're sitting in a Denny's going, how did we get here? There was no place else to go. That's how you're at Denny's. I hope nobody from Denny's watches this. Anyway, I'm going to get sued. So anyway, we're sitting at a Denny's. And there is a table. We walk in, and there's a table of police officers that's at least 12 to 14 guys and and ladies just sitting over there. This big, long table. They put all these tables together. Brother David says to the waitress, hey, listen, I want you to bring me the bill for the entire table. And he didn't walk over to them and go, guys, I got this. No, he didn't. He paid the bill, left a huge tip, and we walked out. That's just what he does. When my wife and I, when we were making so much money up in North Florida, it's incredible, incredible finances. We came back down for something. I don't remember what it was, and we were actually at Macy's at the at the uh, we were at Macy's at the Wellington Mall, and uh, we were walking around and we were trying to find a dress. We didn't have any money. She needed a dress. I said, babe, you got thirty dollars. You understand? Don't even, go right to the back. Don't even smell the new stuff. Just go straight to the back." And it's $30. If it doesn't have a taken additional, don't even look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like taken additional, marked down, you know, ripped, kind of, you know, irregular. And so we were looking for dresses, and we happened to bump into Brother David and Melta Briggs. And he said, hey, what are you guys doing here? I said, trying to find Cynthia a dress. He bought her three dresses that day. That's just what he does. When he was here preaching... We went to Carrabba's immediately afterwards, just a couple weeks ago when he was here. And we got to the table first because we were hungry. And so we're sitting at the table and everybody else is kind of walking in. And I said to the waitress, and there's probably 10 of us that are going to sit down and eat at Carrabba's. And I said, do you see this man right here? He's going to try to get the check from you. Do you see him? Don't let him pay. You got that? He paid. It's just like, I can't win with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how he did it. Like, he paid. That's the kind of people I want to be around. I want to pattern my life around around that. I want to, I want to be generous. I want my kids to be generous. I want my, my the people that I hang around to be generous. You know, it's contagious. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's contagious. And then the third one is this. Not only do I, I, I choose to be obedient through tithing or through radical generosity through offerings i practice compassionate giving through benevolence yeah. practice compassionate giving through benevolence that's when we choose to give to a need you see offerings don't always have to be about somebody in need i i, I bought lunch i was eating lunch with a billionaire billionaire you understand <laughs> i paid and he had enough money to buy the franchise, not just the meal, right? But I paid and and it wasn't a lot, don't don't be impressed. We weren't eating high that day. But I just paid because it's not about meeting just, oh, well, if I just knew I was giving to somebody that really needed it, then I would give. No, you give when God says to give. It could be to a multimillionaire, it could be to somebody that you think has more money than you, well then I, you know what I mean? You give because God says to give, right? But when you do see a need, I believe we should have compassion and we should try to meet the need. So not only do my wife and I, we have that budget item that says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tithe. That's easy for us. We, then we, we're going to give to make room. That's just what we're doing at this particular season of our life. And then benevolence. And we chose to give something this month extra to somebody in need. And so that's what we do as soon as God says it. You know, I was in Columbia and... and We've done a lot of ministry in Columbia. Our church has done a lot of ministry in Colombia, And uh, we work with an organization there. That they really minister to the people who are poor. I'm talking about poor. People who live on the streets and, and man, they got nothing to eat. They're living off the streets. They're sleeping on sidewalks. And, and those that are drug addicts and, and, and bound by alcohol. And then they started a school for kids. And I, I ride around with the pastor And if you've never ridden around in another country, it's a unique experience, depending on where, because lanes mean nothing, you know what I mean? And and even at the intersection, there'll be these entertainers, I'm in Bogota, Colombia, and it's almost always that if he sees somebody that has a handout, he almost always reaches for some money somewhere, and he gives. And I'm thinking to myself, I never do that. Because I'm always thinking that they're gonna buy drugs or alcohol and I'm not gonna support them and, and you know what, there's some truth to that, so so that's between you and God, right? So and I I, I understand that completely. But I talked to him about it, I'm like, do you do that a lot? I mean, because you know in America we kind of think to ourselves that no, you don't do that because because they're gonna go buy drugs with it or or something, you know, <laughs> go get in their BMW and drive off. You know how sometimes we think, right? And he says, yeah, I do. Because, you know, my heart goes out to them. My heart goes out to them. And I go, wow. Wow. See, these are issues of the heart. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come. The Bible says this. I want to end with this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says this. So let each one of you give as you purpose in your heart to give. Now, I believe sometimes this church this verse gets misinterpreted. And even translations have taken this verse and they have they have taken it and put it and made it mean something that I don't believe the apostle Paul meant for it to mean. Because some translators have translated it you get to determine the amount that you give and I don't think that's what Paul meant or the Holy Spirit meant at all. I meant I think it meant just what it says you give as you purpose in your heart not the amount it's just that your heart is in this thing i'm purposing in my heart to give right now listen if you're first introduced to tithing i get it it's something that you go okay i need to think about that i want to see some scriptures on that i i want to know is this is this true i i get that right let me tell you, I've been tithing for years and years and years. This this week, I wrote out a tithe check. I tithe once a month. I write one check a month. It's the only check that I write. I'm still kind of in the dark ages when it comes to that. So I write one check a month. It's for the tithe for the entire month. It's easy for me to do. It's over 10%, just over 10%. And then, you know, I preached at a church a couple weeks ago. They gave me a love offering, 10% of that absolutely, I added to this check. It's easy for me to do. I don't actually go every week and I go, okay God, now what do you have to say about tithing? I don't check verses every week, you know why? I've already purposed in my heart to give. That's what I think that verse meant. I'm a cheerful giver, I've already purposed in my heart to give. But also, I know this, I don't need chapter and verse because I'm grateful. Now God's word teaches us this and we stand in faith according to his word because you don't have faith without the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm saying this is in the word of God, but I'm also saying this. I'm so grateful to God. I don't have to check the scriptures every week. It's not a battle anymore. You see what I'm saying? It's not a battle. It's easy for me to do. In fact, you can't keep me from tithing. Not because I feel like if I don't, all four wheels of my car are gonna pop off, right? You see what I'm saying? And the dishwasher is gonna break and then the washing machine goes and then God's gonna look down and go, gotcha. I don't, think God, I don't think that's how God works, right? I don't think I'm gonna live under some kind of crazy curse. All these bad things are gonna to happen to me if I don't tithe. I don't think that at all. Here's why I tithe. I write that check and I put it, in the safe this week because I said, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what you've done for me. This is the least that I could do. This is the least that I could do to express my gratitude for what you have given me. How can I not give? I want to ask you to do this. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute? I know many people still struggle with this. Now, we have People in this church that are crazy generous, crazy generous. I know them, I talk to them. People have been tithing for years and years and years. But maybe this is an area that you struggle with. Maybe this is something that's new to you or you, you did it for a couple of weeks but then, you know, things got tight, bills needed to be paid, something happened. I get it. But let me ask you today, can you just kind of recheck your heart? The Word of God is there for you as well, absolutely. But I'm going to ask you this, how are you putting your gratitude on display? Because Jacob, without anybody telling him, without him having to sit in a service, without him having to read a book, or somebody convinced him some way, somehow, he just willingly said, God, first of all, you've watched over me. You've kept me. You've given me food to eat. You put clothes on my back. I'm grateful. And of all that you have given me, I'm going to give you a tenth. It's not hard. It's easy, actually when your heart's touched. Can I pray for you today, Father, for every person in this place. Lord, I'm so grateful that we get to put our generosity on display, our obedience on display, our compassion on display. Being obedient to tithe, being generous to give offerings, being compassionate to give to the poor. Lord, I'm so grateful that we get the opportunity to do that. Lord, that Every time I just am overwhelmed by your blessings, I just sense what you're doing. Lord, that I I return to you to tell you thank you. Thank you, God, for what you've done. I bless you today.